Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacey Jones. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones, and I'm so happy to be here with you all today, and I want to give a very warm welcome to Kevin Roy. Kevin is the founder and CEO of Green Bananas SEO, a leading digital marketing agency specializing in driving organic search engine optimization results to help businesses succeed online. With over 24 years of experience in digital marketing, Kevin has built a successful career by providing visionary strategies for profitable growth. He has a proven track record across various industries, consistently delivering millions of dollars in revenue for both private and public organizations. Kevin excels in building collaborative relationships that improve business outcomes, enhance customer experience, and drives annual profit margins. And his dedication to assisting national brands in achieving higher conversions has earned his agency a well-deserved spot among the Inc. 5000's fastest-growing companies. Kevin brings his deep knowledge of digital marketing and his expertise in leadership and innovation to enable clients to thrive in the digital age. Today, Kevin and I are going to be chatting about practical tips for driving profitable growth through SEO and how to improve customer experiences through collaborative relationships. We'll learn what works from Kevin's perspective, what should be avoided, and then how some businesses just miss the mark. Kevin, so happy to have you here. Welcome. Thanks so much. Thank you for that introduction. Of course. What I'd love to do is start off, how did you get here today? You know, you've been in digital marketing for 24 years. You own your own agency for the last 15 years, and you've had some other um, agencies as well. But what is it about SEO and that gets you all ramped up? So... When we started, we started the company, I started it with a, a partner that I ended up buying out, but we had originally built websites. So we had clients like HP and SAP and Salvation Army. And uh, we were really fortunate enough to get some marquee clients to build web projects with. And we quickly found out that no web project uh, finishes when you think it's going to finish. And we have to, we get paid in the beginning and the end. So we had to figure out a way, <laughs> a way to survive with some, um, continuous marketing budget and i was i was always because building websites is almost like flipping houses and you got to go find another one and like how can we get you know repeatable revenue i've always been fascinated with seo i started reading it we started um offering it to our clients um and we started seeing success and what came out of that was our great clients when we presented seo to them they were saying you know, I remember spending all night writing a, a really big SEO report to present to a boardroom. And I went in all, you know, and sleep all night, had everyone had a binder. I brought it out. No one looked at the binder. And the CEO said, so what are we paying you again for? And I'd never heard that before because when we build a website, they know what they're paying us for. And with SEO, I found that, that people just didn't understand what we were doing even in a room of exceptionally intelligent people, that's just not what they do. They didn't do SEO. So they just didn't know if we were making stuff up. And I said, right in the middle of their room, how about this? I know I can get you ranked on page one. You pay us if we get you ranked. If we don't get you ranked, don't pay us. But I'm not doing these reports anymore. And they were like, great. <laughs> and that's No one what was looking at the reports that, anyways. No, they weren't looking at them anyways. And that's what launched yeah. the, you know, the pay for performance product. And so... For our listeners here who are like scratching their heads going, huh, Kevin, I too do not really know what SEO is. Can you give us a brief of what is it? What does it mean when you say you do SEO? 
so well the seo is getting your page not website but page ranked for a specific keyword phrase so if you're you know seo is optimizing your page so search engines can rank the page higher there are two core principles to search engine optimization and they both feed into one main principle which is google wants people to continuously using google so what they're doing is they're they're um rewarding a, a good usability and they're rewarding relevance those are the two things you have to focus on the usability thing will make sense when i when i tell you uh if the website doesn't work on mobile someone does a google search and they go to a site that doesn't work on mobile they get frustrated and they leave they go to a site without an ssl they get a virus they get frustrated and they leave they go to a website and it takes four minutes to load they get frustrated and they leave so you want to fix all those things anyways but google is not going to give you great rankings if you're just frustrating people at your with your website so that's the first principle the second principle is relevance so google's job is to return the most relevant page not website but page for the keyword phrase that you type in. So if you Google basketball more often than not, it depends on you know a, a couple of factors, but Wikipedia outranks the NBA because that page is tells the story of basketball and how it's scored and and probably something about LeBron James or Michael Jordan and when it was founded. And then you can click a link to the town that it was founded in. So so there's a there's a really thick, complete everything you need to know about basketball on that page which is why it ranks mm -hmm. the wikipedia forward slash basketball so google is rewarding you for having a page that's more relevant than anybody else for the keyword phrase that you're trying to rank for those are the two things that you have to worry about with seo if it if a principle doesn't align to either of those it's usually bogus and so Without using someone like yourself, what can people do, the, you know, businesses do to better optimize themselves before they reach out for help? So the first thing they need to do is decide what they want to be optimized for. So sometimes we have uh, uh, one of my favorite examples is a really big insurance company called and the CEO said, hey, I got this report and it has like red lines and things all over it. And I want to leave my SEO company and we want to we want to work with Green Banana. And so I looked at his report and I searched every possible keyword phrase that I could find. And they were in the top three. I called them back and said, you don't need, you know, you're in the top three for every single word that, that matters. You may not like your SEO company. I'm happy to work with you, but they're doing a good job in this report. Every, every website with as many pages as you have has a report that looks like this. So um the first thing the most important thing so they wanted to leave just because they didn't really understand what 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 they needed to rank for or what what seo was they just thought they needed better seo if you are ranking on page one for the keywords that you want your customers to find you for you don't need seo if you're not then you need to build a web a page that's relevant to that keyword phrase so if you want to rank for um landscaper in some particular town then you need a page that says i'm a landscaper in this town and you talk about all the landscaping services you do and you try to have a little bit more content than everybody else that's on page one and you have a very good chance of ranking 
And so what you're saying right now is that if you look up your long tail keyword also is what they're known. So if you type in something more than just one word, so you're actually mm -hmm. getting yep. Google to look in a specific area for you. And you look at all those other people who in all those other companies who are listed on that first page or even that second page, and you see, you know, what their websites pages are, as long as you create something that is more informative than what someone else is putting out, that includes the same words that you're using in your search, that's how you're going to start upping your ante on where your position is, as where is, um, Google is featuring you. Mm -hmm. So the... A lot of good SEOs will tell you that that Google hides its secrets in plain sight. So if you look at it, there's a reason that that people are on page one for a keyword phrase mm -hmm. and all the information is right there. So if everybody on page one has 1500 words on their page and you've got 400, there you go. Right. If you know everyone on page one has 25 images with alt tags that are named the, you know, the keyword phrase and you got one picture, there you go, right? Um, if everyone on page one has, you know, 500 links and you got none, there's that, right? So you just have to determine what that, that mix is. And do better than someone else. And just have a little bit more. And yeah, you want to have a little bit more of, this, of not just one factor, but as many factors as you can have. So when you're working with someone, what is the first step that you do with them besides figuring out what are the words that they're looking to rank for? Um, well, if they know the keywords that they want to rank for, then, then we go in and do an analysis and say, all right, this is what it's going to take. This is how much work we have to do to get you to rank. Um, and based on, based on the amount of work, we know that it's probably going to cost this and we think we can rank you and it's probably going to take two months to start to get ranking. And you pay us when you get there. Um, if they don't know the keyword phrases, then will we, you know, you can use tools like Ahrefs or Google Trends to go look at some, um, you know, help identify some keyword phrases. If they're, if they know their keyword phrases and they don't want to commit to an SEO campaign because results can take a while, have them do a Google AdWords campaign because you can get someone on page one and. 48 hours in a Google AdWords campaign. And you can find out if ranking for that keyword um, leads to business for them. And then what is the next step from there? The next step is just to start, you know, generating content, content. building out the page. Yeah, build, build out the page, um, write relevant content, put it on the page, make sure that it's structured properly, um, make sure that, that you know, all those other like usability factors are like, does the page load fast? Does it work in mobile? Mm -hmm. I don't even think you can build a site that doesn't work in mobile anymore. So that's, that's really not a, an issue. Um, and, and then you have to go and, um, you know, go out, do some link outreaches to get links to those pages. And so on that, that's either creating new content on the actual website itself or creating content under the blog on that website as well, correct? Yeah, and I, I kind of say that that's the same thing. So Google, if you think about a blog, is just another HTML page. So Google isn't can't distinguish between a blog page and your about us page, right? And that it's just another page. So if it if the content fits well in your main navigation, great. If it doesn't, put it in a blog. But you want you want to you want to have one page. You want to draw a line in the sand. Like I want you know 
purple running sneakers for men. Like, I want to rank for this. You're going to have a page. It's just about that. Okay. And where do people go wrong with this? Like other SEO companies or people trying to do this themselves? Is it that they think that this is going to happen overnight, which we know doesn't happen? Or is it, do they go too big in trying to rank for the same word on multiple pages on their site? Or what do people kind of do that's jinky? Well, I think this so that you you named a, a lot of a great ones. Um, it doesn't happen overnight. So the fastest we've ever been able to get a page ranked is eight weeks because it, you know, and that's when we're doing the work ourselves when we don't have to go through approval process. So it's it's it it takes Google a while to see links and things like that. So it's not an overnight thing. Um, I think where some people get stuck on trying to pick the latest and greatest tactics. So they'll read something about SEO and decide, I need this. Mm-hmm. I had a client call once and said, I need voice search. We're going we're gonna to hire this company to get us ranked in voice search. I'm like, this, it's a scam. You don't need that. Um, and I said, do you really think that when, when the Alexa first came out, um, did it work when you said, where's the closest pizza place near me? And they're like, yeah, it worked great. I'm like, do you think that people registered for voice search before all the pizza places registered for voice search before the Alexa came out? Like, no, because they they go and all Alexa does is go and look at the Google Google Maps page or the Bing pages, right? So that it's they're they're getting from shirts. So people get stuck on gimmicky things. Um, another mistake that people make is they forget that relevance is all that matters. So relevance is all that matters. If you want to rank for reason we call the company Green Banana, as I gave an example of, um, I, you know, we were going to open up, a, I gave a, an example of opening up a fruit store. And I said, pretend that, that Oprah wants to, um, Oprah said, if you eat bananas, you'll live forever. I couldn't find a yellow pen. I can only find a green pen. This is at a presentation that I gave. And what the mistake that a lot of people make is they build their fruit store page and they put apples and bananas and cherries and pineapples and, you know, cantaloupe on the page and they're like why am i not ranking for cantaloupe or banana it's because you've diluted the relevance with putting all the other fruit on the page so you don't want to say i do landscaping yard cleanup lawn care edging mulching in these five towns right you want to you want to pick one keyword phrase and dedicate one keyword phrase to a page and create relevance that's how you rank and then, uh, so you don't want to try to, in that same ranking, do apples and bananas and oranges all in that one write-up that you're going to do, that you want to make sure that that page gets everywhere. Right, because think about it. So you want to find bananas. Why would Google say, Google's job is to return, like, what's the most important page on the internet for that word? And they go to your page and they're like, well, there's bananas here, but there's also five other fruits. So it's not, so they're, so it's not the most important thing. You want to dedicate an entire page to banana. So it's, it's not easy. It's a pain to do to have to write all these relevant pages. But if you want Google to recognize you as the most important page for that keyword phrase, then you got to write a page that just talks about that. Okay. And then what I bet. I'm assuming 
that you are able to leverage now a little bit of AI to help you with some of this writing and this content creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so there's a, there's a, there's a good and a bad, you can't be lazy with AI. Um, I, I'm a firm believer that uh, when you read AI stuff, it's very, very predictive and Google understands that it's predictive. It, it they, um, there's no, I've read stuff about like code injected in AI. And so you can see it, that's baloney because you cut and paste it and stick it in HTML. So it, it doesn't go there. There's no um, code. There's no code. There's no secret code. But, but if, but if I, if you put the AI is a very predictive path in what it's saying. So I took a long walk on the beach at, it's going to say night 99% of the time. Right. So you want to say, you know, with my dog and my best friend drinking a martini, right? It's a little bit, little bit different. So I think AI is awesome for building a structure. So if I have to write 4,000 words on a page, ChatGPT can help me with that. Then I have to go rewrite it. But it would take me three days to write 4,000 words. Mm-hmm. It takes me about four hours to rewrite something that chat did. So if you're just a little less lazy, it's awesome. It's an awesome tool, but I would never take it, cut and paste, and jam it up onto a page. Especially as an agency, you're not an expert inside of the businesses that you're writing about. I mean, right. that's the reality. You can only be yeah. you know, a, right. You can you can know a lot of information. And right. like with our right. agency, we represent so many different brands under so many different categories that we do have through the experience a little bit of expertise on all things, but we're right. by no means the expert that the company is. And you're gonna right. have the same thing. So having AI enable you to actually write in a point of view that is legitimate and good yeah. and it's awesome, awesome actually is phenomenal. It's it's groundbreaking. Right. I mean you're you don't have a I'm I'm guessing a PhD in molecular biology and you have a client that does that, you can have a, you you can come to them with, Hey, this is what I've got. And they're like, yeah, it's pretty good. Right. You're, um, and and they'll make a little, a couple of tweaks to it, but yeah, it's great. I, uh, I had to read this really long, like legal document. Um, and like, I just don't feel like calling my lawyer and paying hundreds of dollars an hour for her to read this. And so I put it into chat. I'm like, what does this mean? And it spit it out. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's a great tool for things like that. It's a great tool until you're a lawyer who uses yeah. ChatGPT <laughs> to discover your case right. law that you I then quote that. the fake yes. case law that yes. ChatGPT provides yes. to you. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Real life scenario. And it's interesting. Because, I, I mean, ChatGPT yeah. Yeah, Chat is not awesome when it comes to examples it gets creative sometimes mm-hmm. yep. and so it's super important that anything that ai is generating for you as a um, case study yep. <laughs> or a true example that you actually go onto google yourself and do a little search to make sure that that is real and and actual I, real i agree i was messing around with bard the other day and i asked it who owns green banana seo and it turns out that according to Bard, I don't own the company. It's I, one of my employees owns it with me. I was like, oh, it's new news to me. No, <laughs> right? Where so, is that? Yeah. Like, where is it coming from? Of online that it, it got confused right. about that. I, I sent her a text in, in a, a Slack and she got a huge kick out of it. But it's like, that, <laughs> that doesn't exist. It's nowhere. In Does that mean that she gets to help take on the responsibility and the taxes? She thinks, and everything yeah, else? apparently, apparently. Yeah. I mean, I just say, hey, Bard said this. So it must be real. Yeah. Come to the next finance meeting. Right. 
<laughs> How else are you using AI at your agency right now? I started messing around with um, AI video. So instead of me doing a video, because I'm not great at it, I I, um, I think it's Cynthia. Since I'm going to say it wrong. It's like Synthesiza SIO or something. And they have all these, I think, I think they're real people that they've, that they've used as almost like casts, right? Okay. And you, and you can type something and um, a, a person will actually speak. So if you go to, if you Google um, geofencing agency, we're page one, number one for that. And that, that woman that's speaking is completely fake. I have no idea who it is. So I didn't it's a talking have talking head with a voice automation. The, yeah, I didn't have to cast her to do it. I literally wrote the script and stuck it in there. And 15 minutes later, it pumps out a person that's talking. And did she look Super really cool. legit and real? Or was her she, mouth I, off just a little so bit? So it's funny. I actually picked the people not based on appearance. I picked it whose mouth moved the best. So I liked... Um, I liked the way it's not perfect, but I thought it was pretty good. And right. you, one of the things that I do is um, I have enough, I didn't do it on this one because I'm still messing with the page, but you make the video smaller, mm -hmm. right? Cause if you make her like, you know, really big, then you can see everything, but if you make it smaller, it looks like the, her mouth moves a little bit better. There's some, I was playing a, the same thing a few nights ago of trying to figure out how to make my own talking hit. So that you can actually get yeah. it to do yourself now and then so cool. And so cool. It will be so fantastic when that actually happens. I mean, just imagine yep. this is a whole new level of TikTok. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's it's incredible. I mean, I used I used the uh, uh, we had a client that wanted to see a sample site. So we we built a site, a sample site for a client, and I went to a logo generator on AI and I just threw it up and I said hey i i just threw this logo up for fun he was like oh i love it it's perfect like oh all right it took five seconds in ai to generate that logo we nice. didn't charge him for it but it was <laughs> but it was like a like this is just a placeholder and it but it came out with some really cool looking things yeah and you can we're looking at replicating creating new imagery um, for a number of different projects including our blogs in different ways and we have been working um with a variety of different AI where you can actually describe the setting, the scene that you want, and Ooh. it will just create that image specifically how you want it. It's a little weird. It's not perfect, yeah. but it's good enough that if you have some Photoshop skills, you could yeah. go in and you could adapt it and you can create imagery that is absolutely copyright free, trademark free, yeah. free for you to so use, cool. shout from the rooftops about it. And it's, it's, decent and it's getting better which what what's your favorite um i cannot tell you that because i do not remember oh, okay. right now it would be great if i could say that and then if i in a minute remember i will tell you which one i liked the most i used mid journey that was mid journey um, was one mid journey okay. would it's hard but, it's and it easy. was and i yo i know i had a hard time i tried to i got it to do a bunch of variations of the the green banana and um it looked super phallic, which was funny, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it just, it's just spit out stuff that didn't look like what I wanted to look like, but I figured other people are really, really good at the prompts and I, 
just have to learn how to be better. Well, I mean, a lot of our AI tools that we have, like we use um, Jasper as an example, and yeah. it has yeah. a art uh, replication capability, but I mm -hmm. think it's very much like your phallic green banana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Experience with yeah. it. <laughs> It try, it's try, it's trying, right? It's going to get there though. I mean, that's what's so yeah, amazing. I agree. Like, it just even playing with it, you know, for all of our listeners, like if you can, if you haven't opened up ChatGPT or you haven't opened up some of these different platforms that are free for you to try, it is so worth it, even if it's not perfect, because this is the wave of the future. And if you can figure out how to use it and more so if you can figure out how to bring it in and let your team start using it and playing with it and making them feel like it's okay for them to do mm -hmm. something that a lot of people are saying, oh, it's they their their go-to is that it's cheating. And mm -hmm. it, you're going to have a much stronger company if you can actually figure out how to use tools that are coming mm -hmm. of age right now. Right. I, I couldn't agree more. I tell everyone here, I'm like, you need to drink the cool. Like, just try it out and have a little fun with it. Yeah. You don't have to use it and don't um copy and paste, but it it's kind of a fun tool. There are, you know, AI is I'm I'm having a blast with it. Well, I will say, even if you can bring it into your personal life, if you don't even keep it into work, like I'm trying to figure out how to move my 80-year-old mother who's lived in her house for 49 years in Texas. It's a big task, yeah. right? So I fed that in. I think I wrote, I'm overwhelmed. I'm not sure what to do. And I have to move my 80-year-old mother. And she has X number of cats. And what yeah. it gave me a list of 12 things I could do, including helping her with therapy. By the way, so it great. Said, this is going to be a problem for her. You should have her find help. But it gave, you know, for the feral cats, here's examples right. of how you could actually do. You should consult your vet. They could give you something for the drive. Like it went step by step by step by step. And That's amazing. It's like therapy in a box almost for you right. or your own right. assistant. Or one idea that you're like, I didn't think of that. You know? Yeah. Just yeah. one little Super thing. Cool. And we do it, we feed in uh, a lot of our email correspondence to clients for new pitches, um, anything that we might be doing that's um, copywriting, social media mm -hmm. content for our agency, social media content for clients, um, asking it to add in emojis for you. There's yeah. so much that you can do that it just takes it, adapts it, spits it out. And you might still be tweaking it, but right. sometimes it's 99.9% .9 there and sometimes it's 20 but you won't know unless you try and you have to learn the prompts in your head to make it do what you want. Right, right. Yeah. I agree. Where do you think this is going to affect SEO with AI? So one of the things that I'm really having a hard time wrapping my head around is the amount of content that Google has to process now. So yeah. think about the fact that we just met each other today. We're both using it. It's only been around for a couple months. So we're early adopters. Um, but think about the, the example that I gave that it would normally take me three days to write this much content. I don't have three days, so I just wouldn't bother doing it. And, you know, I could spit out uh, 4,000 words in four hours. There are people that are probably spitting out 4,000 words in four minutes yeah. or four seconds. And think about how much more data is going out onto the internet and Google has to crawl through that. So I actually think it might make SEO a little bit easier mm -hmm. because Google's not going to have the computing capability to employ all of its SEO 
algorithms to search all those for every single factor, I think it might actually start choking a little bit. Do you think so? Like I think about like our agency, we have over 1600 blogs that we've written since 2012. It's a lot of blogs, right? Yeah. Um, and we're great and optimized on some pages and not on others. And there's lots we could dial in on that. But as someone who's produced all that content and written it by hand, had our team write it, we wrote it over and over. I wrote a lot of it. My concern is there's such a glut of content now coming mm-hmm. that all that hard work that I did over the years is just going to be kind of wiped out because now yeah. anyone can race in and replace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's two ways to look at that. Don't think about it because there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing <laughs> I can do about it. So I'm, I'm gonna, not going to worry gonna about eat, it. You're going to eat you up inside. I agree. Um, but the, the other piece is that, like, like I think I alluded to before, that people that are lazy, I think it's going to pick it up. Right. So you can't like if you want to rank something organically, just putting something in AI and sticking it on your page is not going to is not going to get it to rank. It's it's a piece of the puzzle and it allows you to get there a little bit faster. But there's still a bunch of things that you have to do to generate and create relevance. So I think you're going to be in. And if you have if your blogs are ranking already, um, and, and you build more and you build links to them or there's, you know, add a little bit more content that you're going to have a leg up too. Right. So for all of our listeners out there, what would your suggestions be on how they step forward in, in seizing the moment for blogging and writing? Um, so if you haven't tried chat GPT, try chat GPT because it will get you started. It's so it's going to help you with writer's block because it's going to come out and say something. And even if you're like, this isn't what I want, I guarantee you it's going to, you're going to find something in there that you can glom onto. Um, uh, pick your poison. If you want to rank for something, you have to pick your relevance. Do not write for the sake of writing. Even before the advent of AI, there was so much data on the internet that things just, it's just, adding a, a, a cup of water to the ocean. It doesn't make any difference whatsoever. So you have to say, I draw a line in the sand. This is what I want to rank for. And then you start creating content around that. And one of the things I want to caution listeners as well on, you know, don't think that just writing is going to make them come when you sit there and you post and it's there. A lot of this is, what are you doing with the content as well? I mean, you're writing for Google SEO, and so people can find you and they'll find and discover your website, but there's so many other reasons to write. You can write to solve answers that your clients consistently have, and then you can actually send them the articles you've written so that they can be educated and they'll be more mm-hmm. impressed that you actually have articles, that you're an expert and you're a thought leader. You can take what you've written and turn it into new content, e-books that you then uh, post up there, You know, string together a variety of different articles and then create a landing page and uh, gate it so that people have to give your email mm-hmm. address in order to get this cool ebook that you have. You can take all of the content you've written and you can create awesome social media and feed it out because you need to actually get it out there for people to see it. You could put Google advertising behind it and boost it and um, do a very specific targeted B2B or B2C um, campaign. So writing is just the first step and using the AI is first step. And SEO is a very awesome thing to get people to find your website, but everything that you're creating, you can actually use to market and advertise too. 
Absolutely. And anytime you, you take, if you take your blog and you repurpose it on uh, Insta or Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter, and you, you link it back to your site, those are links or hashtags or relevant links. So those things will all help um, drive traffic to those pages. Now, now you can take your blogs and turn them into videos as well. Right. And like there's tools out there that aren't AI, but they're a little AI-ish, like Magisto is something that we've used, and that's great for photos. Um, you mm -hmm. can throw a ton of photos and make a video story out of it. Um, what I really like is a company called Lumen5. Um, you can, it will um, feed your blog in, it will create automatic um, imagery from that and headlines. A lot of times you'll see um, a lot of news organizations come out with videos in your feed and they use either Lumen 5 or something very similar to that to create that um, oh, that's cool. chunky content. And it's super affordable and easy to do. Um, so there's a lot of tools that will help you be able to master everything that we're talking about a little bit better. So Kevin, you out. and I were, when I first introduced you, I said that one of the things we'll talk about is how to improve customer experiences through collaborative relationships. What does that mean to you, a collaborative relationship? So when one of the things that we do with clients is, especially if we're running like a really complicated paid media campaign, so we don't just do SEO, we do um, you know, pretty large scale paid media campaigns. And we try to learn as much as we can about the client's business. And then we spend a lot of time teaching them about what we do and why we're doing it. And then we also will interview their like salespeople and have their salespeople on our weekly calls. Because what we find out is that even, I mean, we're, yes, we're growing like a relationship and, and a bond, but when the client, when we learn more about the client and the client learns more about what we're doing, then the whole becomes greater than the sum of its parts. And so all of a sudden you're having salespeople who know nothing about digital marketing in the beginning say, Hey, have you thought about trying this? And we'll be like, Oh, that's a really good idea. So we're taking their knowledge with our knowledge and the campaign just becomes better. And it also, you know, one of the things that uh, I think I would say my biggest pet peeve of a running an agency is sometimes in the beginning of a relationship, you have to have this posturing where you're trying to convince them that you're just not making stuff up because they don't understand what you do. And I really try to get over that as quickly as possible. I'm like, hey, what do you need to know? We'll tell you everything so we can get past this silly song and dance and get on to start getting you results. And I think, you know, and that ends up creating relationships. And next thing you know, you're, the budgets get higher, you get referrals, you get referrals that, that close literally without even having to do a presentation. Um, from things like that. I think you're in a field that it, it's it's amazing to me because I think SEO is very straightforward on what you need to do. It's very black and white. Right. There's absolutely strategy to it, but there's also parameters that you work within in mm -hmm. order to get the effect. Uh, the world I work in as an agency, what we do is we work with brands and put them in movies and TV shows and influencer marketing so cool. and celebrity endorsements. That is very different. That is not as black and white. It's very right. uh, ethereal <laughs> in, in how it actually impacts. And so I love the fact that so many people, though, are confused <laughs> by what you all do. And it's like this magical mystery tour of SEO, right. the right. world of unknown. Yep. 
Yeah, it's not magic, right? <laughs> and most of the people like you who own agencies who do SEO, I mean, they're very pragmatic. They know what works. They're, they like, right. we test A, we do B, we know what actually happens. Right. And yep. we can show you and the fact that you've built a business that is able to yep. be paid based on your performance of what you succeed. Right, right. There's no one in the cape running around making magic happen. You're not a Google whisperer? No, 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 no. I'd like to be. But... <laughs> well, how can our listeners find you? So they can go to greenbananaseo.com or uh, I kept forgetting my business card. So I bought ijustmetkevin.com. You can go to ijustmetkevin.com and it'll take you to my contact information. That is awesome. And it's easy because you can't spell Kevin that many ways. No. Very straightforward. Right. Well, that will also be in our show notes for anyone who is listening right now and you are not able to take a note down because you are driving or walking your dog. Um, you can go to our show notes and find that. Kevin, thank you so much for coming today. I really appreciate your time and sharing your insights and thoughts with all of our listeners. Yeah, thanks for having me. I, I really enjoyed it. Is there any last parting advice you have today? Well, when it comes to SEO, make sure you know what you want to optimize for or don't bother doing SEO. And you would think that would be pretty simplistic, but I have a feeling that you meet many people who that's a bit of a right. conundrum for them. They get caught up in the, I need SEO, what for, right? And then I would also assume, as I'm sitting here saying, hey, we're leaving, I would also assume that figuring out SEO and what you need to rank for could actually help you narrow your vision as a company of what you True. actually should be doing and what you should be selling. Yeah, great. Yeah, I agree. So to all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I look forward to chatting with you this next week. And until then... Have a great one. If you have any questions about that mystical world that I do work in, uh, product placement and celebrity endorsements and influencer marketing, please reach out to Hollywood Branded. I would love to chat with you or have you connect with our team. And until we speak again, have a great one.